Hi, welcome to Medicine for the Dead, episode 17.5, but we're going to release this to 17 because 17 wasn't good enough to get released yet, so after some extensive editing, it'll be 17, <laughs> but I guess it'll be, that'll be 17.5, and this will be 17, but that's the way it'll go. Anyway, today's fucking stupid, and yesterday was fucking stupider, <laughs> and some of you are fucking terrorist, treasonous little fucking shitbags, and we're going to talk about you today, because fuck you, that's why. That, that, that is correct. Intro. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I haven't gotten I to be mad about it, yet. it up. Yeah. <laughs> like I yesterday I just was so busy that I was just kind of like chiming in. Plus I'm just so fucking cynical I don't care. But honestly, fuck all of you. Fuck <laughs> your parents, fuck the world that made you, fuck your job, fuck your fucking kids cuz they're going to be as shitty as you are cuz that's how fucking parenting works cuz you suck. Okay. You're a fucking garbage person and I fucking hate you. Stop trying to ruin America, you fascist little racist shits. I will fucking fuck your faces. I will face fuck you all. I'm going to have a sip of the whiskey now. I haven't had any whiskey I, yet. I was going to say that's a hall before <laughs> drinking. That's impressive, man. It's bottled up from yesterday. Also, fuck, fuck your book deals, too. Yeah, fuck You're your book deals. You're not entitled to a book deal. <laughs> Josh Hawley. I'm looking at you, Josh Hawley, you piece of shit. Who's Josh Hawley? Let's talk about Josh Hawley. Josh Hawley is your buddy from Missouri. Oh, that's the guy, yeah. fist Fist raising shithead first term senator from the state of Missouri. He's the one that just got in, right? Yeah, just got in. Simon and Schuster, I think just before we aired, announced that they were pulling his book deal because in, if you incite an insurrection, you don't get a fucking book deal. That's not protected by the First Amendment, although he is immediately claiming that it is protected by the First Amendment and is threatening a lawsuit you, you, yeah, but, but fuck him right and you a book deal is not protected by the first amendment right, right. that's not how that, that works. wasn't written into the constitution <laughs> yeah that's the free market bitch <laughs> right. there you go there you go your own Every system angle. working against you so it's the invisible hand giving him the finger josh you are by right. far the maddest even though i just had a good spouting why don't you give us a recap of <laughs> the hows and the whys of why this is ridiculous i mean i'm just so angry i've been just it's just been bubbling up um I can't even, I'm not even sure I'll be able to articulate everything I'm angry about this morning, but, uh, or this evening. See, I don't even know what fucking time of day it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is, we, you mentioned it at the top. I don't know if that we were recording yet, but this was inevitable. And the four of us in, and Kat and anybody pretty much we've had on and uh, anybody you talk to that's been paying any attention for the last four years plus Five years, maybe before that, even before the Trump madness, uh, at least back to the birtherism stuff, knew this This was inevitable. The, the rhetoric, not just by Trump, but by the entire Republican Party of denying facts and truth and science on and on, creating this alternate reality for these fucking treasonous pieces of shit for years. And then this fucking, uh, like, I don't even have the words to describe the president of the United States right now, but he just fucking lit the whole thing on fire, just added rocket fuel to everything. Everything he's saying has been insightful or not insightful, inciting. Incredibly insightful, actually. Incredibly <laughs> non-insightful. No, it's uh, insightful. It's just revealing things we didn't fucking want to know. That's right. But like, that's the thing is like for years, we keep screaming. I've been screaming. Listen to him when he tells you who he is. Every step of the way through this entire fucking process, he's told you who he is. He's told you the only thing he cares about is his fucking self. Uh, and 
this shouldn't surprise anybody. And anybody who's acting surprised is either faking it or they're part of the fucking problem. And (laughs) this isn't even just him. It's every fucking member of Congress that has been complicit in this. The Ted Cruz's, the Josh Hawley's, the fucking... uh, uh, The Mitch fucking Connell's. Not even, I mean, Mitch McConnell is part of the grander picture here. This specific insurrection, yes, he is involved with it, but he was not uh, part of the the caucus that, the sedition caucus they've been dubbed, of the seven senators who voted uh, or, or objected to the the results of the election and 137 members of, Cong- of, of, of the, the House. house. The, yeah, all of those people should be uh, kicked out of... Did you hear what Lindsey Graham said? Did you hear what Lindsey Graham said? His quote was, it's been a good ride, but now it's over. That's what he fucking said. He just outright admitted that it's all bullshit. Yeah. Right. That that they were playing. Yeah. They were playing this dangerous fucking uh, uh, psychological roulette with the the people they could get the most angry to get the most power. And he had to admit, maybe that was a bad call. Like he said that out loud. He said the quiet part out loud. And, and, and it's fucking I, that part, that that particular one to me, because I've watched Lindsey Graham do his, you know, play the part of somebody for reason, play the part of somebody who's on Trump's side and watch, you know, kind of walk back and forth on that line constantly and be really kind of amazed at the fact that anybody would still f- vote for him or find themselves loyal to him. And then, you know, I feel like that was just a great rep- representation of what's actually happened in the government based on Trump, of this whole group of, of, of our elected officials leaning in a direction they don't necessarily agree with just to stay in power. And, and it's disgusting. It's disheartening. Totally. It, 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 it means that there's no true conservatives. There's no true moderates, you know, like not in any real fashion. You know, at least not in the government, you know. Well, the ones that have been there the whole time, like, they have enough wherewithal to know what they're fucking doing. Like, they know they're, 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 right. They're historically, like, to stay in Congress and to achieve the agenda, the whatever the fuck, I don't know if it's just to stay in power and actually get stuff done. I, I assume they have a pet thing they want. You got something yeah, that they're there. You got to play for. a game. And, like, yeah. Lindsey Graham recently, especially with, like, we were talking about the, um, the stimulus bill that just got passed, like, he went to Florida, played golf with fucking Hitler, and, you know, got. <laughs> The stimulus money through, and so I sort of like in that moment I was like, oh, I see what he's doing. He's fucking, he's weaving the weaving the he's thing. He's been to, doing that the whole time, and in a lot of ways, yeah, you're right. I've, I got the it. Fuhrer, you I know? got it's it. Like, yeah. I hate him for it. I think I think he's a. I think I think anything that disingenuous makes me feel gross. Com- oh, completely agree. But with I that. understand yeah. why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like a Selma and Louise situation, but if Louise just jumped out of the car at the end before it went over the cliff. Did you say Selma and Louise? Is that the Jewish version? Selma and Louise. <laughs> Selma and Louise. Selma, and Louise. <laughs> Selma, excuse me. Excuse me. They go over the cliff and like, for Bobby. <laughs> Selma and Louise. Oh, I apologize. That's fucking rad, dude. Uh, oh, speaking of which, I'm going to caveat for a second. My friend Aaron had a, his Bubby was the most fucking amazing woman in the world. She was just this, like, just this force of a woman, and she died two weeks ago because she fell down and got a blood clot and went to the hospital. Everything's so fucked up because of COVID. And it was like, I'm just, I just had to bring Bubby up because I said the word Bubby, and I thought about Bubby, and I fucking <laughs> love Bubby. God damn it. Anyway, Donald Trump caused her <laughs> to get less health care than she could have gotten otherwise. Like, this guy has fucked I mean, this country in so many fucking ways. <laughs> 
And the, let's the f- focus on the things we can actually point to uh, Trump for. I'm I know. Not I just sure. need to do it. You can draw a direct line of comparison there. Right, I appreciate that. But, but the, there the are tribute, plenty. But. There are plenty of people in the health industry right now that are drawing a direct line between COVID Absolutely. and the inability to. But to she provide didn't die of adequate. COVID, right? Well, no, no. But it was, she but died of like less a, right, less attention yeah. than she might have gotten otherwise. Okay, but I that's see what, what he's implying. Yeah, that's yeah, what he's implying. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I was just giving a quick tribute to Bubby because I missed the Bubby. That's that's fair. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, there's it's a little closer to direction. Yeah. Then then uh, Antifa being responsible for uh, what happened yesterday definitely closer right. related than that. Well, that's <laughs> another guy. Matt Gates came out immediately and said uh, that this was Antifa was infiltrated the Trump supporters and were part of this. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Fuck you forever. Fuck you. Like I can't. Like they have no fucking shame. We talked uh, last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was, about BJ's lack of shame. But like, this is a completely <laughs> different type of lack of shame. Like BJ has no shame in the sense he'll ask questions to procure more, more knowledge. Yeah. These fuckers have no shame in achieving whatever uh, ends will justify the means of them getting. Those, those also are have fucking s- morals. Like, there's a huge difference there. Like, right. right. Yeah. That's right. scrupulous. Scrupulous is that is that word. You compare me to Ted Cruz, you fucking. Fascist. <laughs> First of all, I was talking. I was Matt talking Gates. about Matt Gates, not God Ted, damn Cruz. It, I Ted Cruz. I but I wasn't comparing you to him either. I was just talking about the lack of shame. You can't hold a knife up. It's uh, that's against some sort of uh, FAA rule. I'm making up shit. Right <laughs> FAA. Now. We're bringing the we're with the airlines. <laughs> <in this. laughs> anyway, whatever you got to do. You can't intimidate me through Zoom, though. That's well, not that's really also a true. Thing. He re- actually can't intimidate you. <laughs> that's where it's fun. Um, so. I mean, they've been talking now on the news on about like the possibility of uh, Capitol Police involvement in all of this. There's rumors that there were members of Capitol Police in the mob in the in in the rioters of that had flashed their bat, but flashed their badges and got through. That was part of how they got through. There's all this shit now about uh, like military style weapons. They that they, they were coming in. They had uh, the zip ties, like the cuffs, playing like this could have been. And then, now it's also coming out there were these things happening across the country and other capital cities. So this is like a coordinated event. This is a fucking insurrection. This is an insurgency. I I will, I I will not go as far as to agree with that because I I do feel like all of those things could just be, you know, redneck role playing. Yeah. I mean, they really, that element can be because they, they, they love military style weapons. They love to pretend to be the real thing. They would love to flash a badge fast enough. I'm not saying they were all military. There are, there are proven to be members of either retired or potentially military, but like Um, off duty police officers from the Capitol police. Right. They're saying we're among the the ranks of the, I'm I'm implying it's not necessarily, um, uh, coordinated. That's what I'm, I'm saying. It really could just be, these no. fucking nuts are all nuts in the same way, doing the same thing at the same time. Well, they are. When, man. when like, I say co- when I say coordinated, I don't necessarily mean all uh, like the Capitol Police were involved in, across the country, but there was an element of coordination between Trump supporters across the country that they would do this. They they found these threads now on like Facebook and message message uh, boards that they've been coordinating. They've been communicating ways how to bring weapons into D.C., which is a, a famously like uh, you know a. a 
they, they had the weapons ban. I don't think they yeah, had yeah. The, the the assault weapons ban and all that. But um, well, it's, it's a hard to bring them there. You just drive them like in. A capital yeah, yeah. But what you're, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Now that definitely yeah. is true. All of this has been coordinated, and they also had yeah. a spokesperson for the last four years. So, a hundred percent, right? Yeah. yeah. And then like right. this, this fucking rally has been planned. Like they knew this was going to happen, and they mm-hmm. understaffed. They let the fucking guys in. Like, yeah. yeah. I had a friend who was uh, on a flight back from um, uh, uh, Seattle. Or I guess she, she was coming from Denver and uh, a connection. And the person sitting beside her uh, was like, you know, she was like, what are you going to Baltimore for? And it's like, oh, the Trump rally. This was two days ago. Flying in, prepared. Yeah. Like this was not a a, a um, last uh, spur of the moment thing. That that definitely No, they've been true. planning this since the election, probably. Yeah. And at least December. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they I've been reading and watching things they're talking about like the the intelligence gatherings that they've like this was anticipated the members of congress were in touch with capitol police to make sure that they were that this was on their radar and that they were prepared for it and they were assured most most of them they said they that, that members of capitol police assured them that they were taking the necessary precautions but it to come to comes to light that they turned down federal assistance for this um yeah. despite the fact that they said that they were prepared now they they're also saying the capitol police chief is resigning um effective like uh in a week or something like he that. did resign yeah um, that happened but right before we started yeah he he just resigned mm-hmm yeah. So, I mean, he announced he was resigning. I think it's effective on like oh, okay. the 16th or something oh, like okay. that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that that story yeah, but, uh, just came through on NPR about it, that it was a lack, a major lack of security that allowed it to be successful. Whether or not that mm-hmm. was a coordinated effort or just fair, you know, and also we're talking about the Capitol Police who are under in some elements influenced by the guy who incited this fucking insurrection. Like, of right. course, yeah, he's a, not going to double the guards at the gate that, before sending right. his men in. The federal fucking government. Yeah, and, and we'll find out. Right. Big surprise that that went and down the, that way. The head of the federal government doesn't want right. to leave. We'll f- fucking who knew? We'll find out what level of coordination bet- what there was between the White House and the Capitol Police because there's those allegations that are coming to light now, too, um, just because of, yeah, like you said, they're... they're <laughs> bosom buddies potentially so uh it's yeah well, more is going to come out but like everything that we've seen is just absolutely fucking horrific and to see it in our country again it, it was inevitable but it doesn't mean it's any less horrific to to, to be observing there, there's um, also some weird element and i'm sure okay so this this shows our um you know the the sort of vapid privilege we've had as Americans without having a, an in, in, a real internal conflict for the last 200 years, right? Um, like, when I hear people with Midwestern accents being like, we're storming the Capitol! And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on right now? That feels right. so foreign to hear them, like, to hear people who I know can go to fucking uh, McDonald's and and Walmart and do get all the same bullshit privileges that everybody else in this country does sound so oppressed like what the fuck what, what where where does that view come from what are they oppressed from other than the fact that the people with billions have billions but those are the people whose side they're fucking on like what are right. we even talking about it's <laughs> it's it's so go ahead Christian sorry well, there, there, there's economic hardships and loss of opportunity, and there are all of these things that are kind of dragging people down that there's frust- there's sincere frustration right. over and no outlet to do anything about it or vent or... 
whatever that I case mean, is. And I'm not saying that that's any excuse. I think that's combined sure. with uh, a deterioration of education and critical thinking and a superficial understanding of history and also combined with this new easy uh, dissemination of information where we don't actually have to work for anything. So that combined with that lack of critical thinking yeah. means people are just being fed stuff that they don't have to really think about. And none of it's vetted. None of it's controlled in any way. That's enough. Right. right. They, they can curate their own information to fall exactly in line with what they already believe. And that they're, they, don't care about what is, I mean, they assume the information they're getting is true and factual and there's, it's, it's just not there. It's an alternate reality where global like climate change is not a thing where fucking uh, Donald Trump won the election in a landslide. And it, it like we, and I understand what you're saying, Christian, but we, we have to stop making these excuses. I know you're not like making excuses. Oh, no, I, I'm not but, making like, any this, excuses about this. Yeah. It, I, no, it, but it, it tri- it's triggering me on uh, on the national narrative and the national media coverage of these issues in the sense that um, they always it's always uh, these articles and pieces about um, like the the disenfranchised Trump voter or the 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 forgotten Trump voter and why they see Trump as a savior and all that type of stuff when in actuality like they are. They they're not suffering any more than anyone else is necessarily. Oftentimes uh, less. Than, oftentimes less. Often oftentimes less because they don't have to deal with the aspect of racism to boot with their like their uh, unfortunate economic circumstances. Mm-hmm. But uh, even beyond that, like. <laughs> no, I mean I I agree. I I think there are a lot of people across demographic boundaries, even you know economic boundaries, that are very frustrated right now. In this country, yeah. not I mean, just in general, not specifically. We're all what's frustrated. I think, and, and they're all kind of the, 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 that frustration's manifesting in different ways. Right. Absolutely, um, but 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 to the point that I was making, it, it, that level of gradients or privilege that's built into that. I, one of the comments I saw today today in defense of what happened. Um, somebody was uh, sort of, you know, th- th- what I typically see if if they feel like they can't make an argument against what what what's being argued, they deflect, right? I mean, you know, to some effect, everybody does that, but that seems to be a regular um, tactic. And this deflection immediately went to this new socialist republic we're all going to be in now that Biden has been elected, and <laughs> oh, his right? main <laughs> argument was how angry he was at the idea that somebody's kid might receive a financial benefit for college because he paid for his daughter's college. That was his, like that, that was it. That was the, and and he didn't just say it like, well, this is what he said it like, well, clearly that's totally fucked up that I pay for my daughter's college and somebody else might get financial argument is so, well, no, it's the most, it's the biggest lack of empathy built in. And and then there's this underlying element of it, which I don't normally think about, but in this context completely, there's this element of he's looking at his child who is not a minority in any way, shape, or form, would not have qualified because he makes enough money to pay for his kid to go to college, college wouldn't have qualified for typical assistance. So what he's really angry about is his child losing that privilege that he feels like he bought. That's what he's really, in that moment, the idea that somebody else who didn't pay for that privilege would not- then put his daughter not at, not 
giving her a right. leg up. But that guy's irrelevant. Rather, well, hold on. That guy's fucking irrelevant. Yeah, right? yeah. The, like that, these concepts that they come up with, they don't come up with them. They're told them. And then they go with them because right. they're like, they're fucking, again, this fucking right-wing psychotic Nazi media makes this shit up. They create a narrative and they go, oh. Well, right. I'm not fucking paying for that guy's fucking kid because he's poor. Right, I made my money. I make my $90,000 a year at eight. Right, but the, the correct counter-argument to Even that... Even though my friend saying, blew up the tower like, yesterday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the correct counter-argument to them saying, oh, my, I paid for my daughter's college. Why should XYZ get their college paid for? It said, well, what about your daughter's children or your daughter's daughter's children? Like, shut the fuck up, open your fucking eyes, and realize what is, the, like, a concept of greater good but his for reply, once in your fucking life, you his, selfish piece of shit. Because his reply to that would have been, well, she's going to work the way I did. I earned it because everything's right. fair and it's all in a meritocracy. That's, well, I'm a boomer. That was, what, that was what, no, this motherfucker was Gen X for sure. Like, late 30s, early 40s. Like, this dude is the next generation of assholes. And, and he was basically saying, I worked hard. That's why it worked out for me. With no... Accounting for the fact that he's a white male working in an industry that he he like is hanging on to, regardless of the fact that a lot of things need to be changed for environmental purposes. Like he that didn't come up. That what I always do when people make comments is I don't say shit to them. I just go to their profile and see who they are and what they do, and then feel away. Mm -hmm. That's what I hundred percent. Yeah. All right. No, <laughs> even right. funnier, dude. If you go there, like some some people like like uh, God, I got to bust on my sister for a second. So my sister's bad at arguing, right? And the first you thing don't she, say. Yeah, she, <laughs> real bad. And it's like, it's my sister. We should be good at fucking arguing. I'm really good at arguing. I can argue for fucking ever about anything. I don't care. But I'll always make like reasonable points. My sister will I mean, just, always? always? Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Well, like, you know, you play devil's advocate. You Usually. Can always, you can always find a new way to fuck with your own opinion, right? Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. She can't do that. She doesn't have to, she, that skill level, like, uh, like, you know, I'm level 36 mage. She's like, you know, a squire. <laughs> <laughs> you nerdy fucking, that's a, that was some, like, role-playing bullshit right also, there. Also, 36 is very low. <laughs> <laughs> There was humility in that weird comment. <laughs> anyway, so well, like, that's out of character. Yeah, but when we argue, like, she'll she'll like it's it's hilarious to me because she just fucking will like try to go, we'll go blah blah blah, and I'll go actually, that's completely incorrect, and here's like eighty seven sources of why you're wrong. Because right. it's like this isn't even like a hard one. This is like a slow, like the the slowest pitch at a speed I've already calculated with the bat, and I'm just gonna crank it over the fence. And she just can't, she just can't handle that. So she does it again and again and again. And then she gets frustrated. And then she's like, you got to give your dad's drums back. <laughs> she just goes, she goes right for the jugular for the personal thing, which is even funnier. Cause I'd like, I don't like, fuck you. Like, I know, I know what just happened, <laughs> but like people like start me again on why did I get to this point? Uh, YouTube comments and <laughs> feelings. YouTube, yeah, yeah. sorry, no, oh, yeah. uh, Facebook so, comments. Privilege. So, like when you right. when you go to like people's pages, right? Like, or you look at like a, a like a Facebook dialogue of bullshit. Like, what people will do is go, they'll go to my profile and be like, "What's a drummer gonna tell me what to do?" And I'm like, "Yeah, bitch, I am." Here's I, the rest of the things I've done. You know, right? Yeah, I often feel it like because I definitely see this like weird toxically masculine like dick swinging thing of like whoa i bet you can't shoot a bear and 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 uh, clean it on site and then uh, <laughs> you know 
uh, build a house with bricks or whatever fucking oh, bullshit that's they the best say. shit when people like they try to pull the man card on me because I'm some libtard and I'm like bitch I can shoot better than you I'll build your house for you and I'll fuck your wife while I'm at it you well, know and, like, and the, the best part the best part about all that is none of that proves anything they, nothing it proves nothing it's hilarious fucking not yeah. a goddamn thing like whatever like you yeah. can call me libtard if you want but like masculinity has nothing to do with my political views because you're a fucking idiot like uh. <laughs> Not even masculinity, just enjoying fun things that happen to be like guns and shit like that. Because I'm not toxic, I swear. <laughs> Somehow standing up makes me feel like a dictator. I uh, know, I know. You are, you are definitely in Trump mode right now. So the fucking way you're waving your arms around, too. And, you know, if you don't. I like that you switched from whiskey to beer just to hang on to the moment. Natty <laughs> Bow, man, it's forever. But, like, it's the point of the thing. Like, the, 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 uh, you know what it is? It's emotional arguing versus rational arguing. Like, I don't argue emotionally ever. Unless you fuck with something like that, no, no, really, just ever. Like you just, there's, you will not bait me into an emotional argument because I'll always look at it rationally. And all that will happen if you try to do that is I'll just look at you objectively as a rational person and go, "Well, you're being emotional, and now I have the upper hand, and this is definitely going to go good for you." (laughs) It's funny, and and I think the reason why you do your Facebook grenades and I could fucking I have no taste for that at all is (laughs) my I am nothing if not honest about the way I feel in all moments and I if I feel emotional then I'm either going to fucking shut up because I don't want to be I don't want a lack of intellect to take over what I'm saying because of the emotion right or I'm not emotional about it and I fuck it then I just don't care and fuck it so it really to me it's hard for me to, in in those moments to engage with somebody that I feel is so ridiculously wrong. Also, because what I'll do is I'll look at it and I'll be like, well, I'm going to say this. And then I'll be like, no, nah, they're going to say this thing or maybe this other thing. Right. And and then if I say these other three things that discounts that, it's not going to matter. I play it all out beforehand and I'm like, nope, not worth it. Fuck right. it. So uh, like and, a, a thing like this is, uh, this, today's kind of great because it's sort of like the fruition of four years of bullshit Facebook posts. Is like the people that said- Great is a stretch. I wouldn't use the word great to describe oh, it. Right. He, he made it great. Again, <laughs> yeah, again, again. Right. Okay. I, I, all okay. right. So a better way to put it is like the like the, the if if it's a call. <laughs> if you look at yeah. what I was doing as like a science experiment today was the results right. Or right. yesterday was the results. So like when I oh you mean fuck around and find out. <laughs> well, like that's, that's the <laughs> yeah, science. Yeah. There's, there's no science to it. But the like, logical conclusion. The logical conclusion is that like when when this happened yesterday, I knew who was on board. Like they were, like, right. I, they they had already made themselves totally clear to me. Oh like, yeah, like yeah. it was, it was, you know, the ones that were. It go turns the out they were fucking there. The even they were, were at the, fasc- the protest. <laughs> yeah, the fascists were the fascists the whole time. The whole time, it's the damnedest thing. <laughs> oh, you mean Nazis attacked our right. capital and people were oh. surprised? Weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. And, and, and that's I mean, we haven't even. We haven't even touched on the, the the white supremacist angle of all of this either. Um, but it's, it's just, irrelevant. Like it's all the same package. It's not right? irrelevant. It's not irrelevant. Don't say that's irrelevant. Well, they're all it's shitty such people. A big part of this. If any of those people were black, they would be fucking dead. Like they wouldn't even have gotten to the fucking steps of the Capitol. They would have been shot in the fucking face. All right. Like this is not. One hundred percent right. I can't fuck yeah. with that. Yeah. I, I meant more it's, like that's intuitively just, obvious based on the information we have. Like, yeah, okay. black people protesting like, like gunfire and tear gas. White people, yeah. they get into the Capitol, <laughs> literally. Into, like, they were on the Senate floor holding the gavel. They stole yeah. the podium. Like, now, I, will, I, will, I, will argue, I will argue that um, as this was going down, I was not I'm, I, as much anger as I felt. And, I, like, I'm not kidding. I had private discussions with people about, 
you know, if this goes a certain way, I don't mind. I, I feel uh, maybe not all that's good for record. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm not somebody who has always stood idly by. I will do things that are irrational out of uh, right. emotion, including I said the same thing, to somebody including else. <laughs> removing Trump flags and lighting them on fire. Right. That's not a thing that hasn't happened. But um, but more importantly, I started to think about what the value of violence really is and how and, and, and in, a, in a in a way where I was weighing both of those um, and, and not having a clear opinion of how I felt about it in some ways being um, a, a proponent of, of, of violence in return to this. But I, I and, and then after some thinking, I, I, I looked at the fact that we don't we the headline wasn't 40 white Midwesterners slaughtered on the Capitol steps, how much worse that would have been. But it would have been worse. There's no way it wouldn't have been. So I, I mean, by by the standards of how like it as awful as yesterday was, it could be could have been so much worse. Yes, yes, it could have been so so much. So worse. that same restraint that didn't leave anybody walking out of a burning Target shot in the parking lot is the reason why they weren't shooting those folks on the front of the Capitol. At least I want to believe that. I want to believe that. Uh, de-escalation was the point of both of the of those of those elements. I'll, I'll take Josh's point right now because he's going to make the same point I'm going to make. So if the color was different, it would have been blood everywhere. That might be true. Hundred percent. That might be true. But regardless of that, I, I I don't want to get into this mode of arguing. You're right, and and I see the people making this point. Like well, the point I, of that is not to I, argue that they should have shot the people. The point is to argue that <laughs> they they showed restraint. When they claim that they don't know how, right? They so, acted. They acted so, appropriately, as opposed so here, to the other. Here's way. what my actual point would have been, but I, I, I appreciate the, the guess, BJ, but a little off because um, I had a similar <laughs> Whatever, conversation. Josh, fuck you. That was your point. Make your new point. <laughs> <laughs> that was my previous point about a different conversation. But this is. I did have this this kind of conversation with somebody today about the the idea that this was like de-escalation. Oh, maybe the police let them in, let them through the barriers, let them in, and then subsequently out of the building didn't arrest or fire upon these individuals out of uh, sort of a conciliatory uh, <laughs> position to, um, to save maybe life. de-escalate the situation. Yeah. Um, I call bullshit uh, because, they, <laughs> again, as you mentioned, if they were a different color, that's, that's not what would have happened. But if they are going in, this, the, in under the assumption of, oh, well, they're armed and dangerous, so maybe we shouldn't escalate the situation versus what they did during these Black Lives Matter uh, protests, which was knowing they were not armed and not dangerous and then actively wearing fucking riot gear with fucking military-style tanks and escalating the situation. That's a fucking choice. That's a predetermined choice to be in a position of to make that decision. And then beyond that... uh, <laughs> uh, Jesus, I'm so fucking angry. I'm like choking on my fucking mind, <laughs> my my fucking trains of thought Just, here. All right, uh, all right. Uh, count to two and then keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so <laughs> go ahead. Go okay, on. count I'm gonna, to three. I'm gonna find Fuck. this. I'm gonna find on. this back. <laughs> Side note, just to break up the like monotony of the the horror of the situation. Some celebrity. I, I just I just took a Christian shoe <laughs> off of his foot and threw it across the room. <laughs> just honestly, who throws a shoe? I do <laughs> pretty often. I threw a couple things yesterday. Nobody. I just made an Austin Powers reference, dude. Again, like the best part, floated out the window. The best part you. of having a shop is that you can just destroy things and mm. nobody knows about it. 
Like the only one who's going to know is my my neighbor Ryan. And some days it's loud enough where he's concerned and sends me a text. Goes, hey, <laughs> I heard a boom. You did. You right? Yeah. <laughs> Like when the joints are almost killed. Anyway. I, I, Christian, I, I'm not. Is it? Are we 30 minutes in? I don't mean to be calling you out, but you yeah, did. Yeah. It did seem like you were getting ready to go somewhere. I, 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 I don't want to lose minutes, it. So. I want to. I want to. I want to pick up on where you might have been headed. But if not, then you know, pass. Uh, I do have a wrap up of the point, but go ahead, Christian. We'll wrap up your point first, and then see. Maybe I, I'll see if it's relevant. What my I think the point is, and it was phrased well in a in a in a tweet that I. <laughs> but essentially, to 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 summarize that tweet, it's not that the police are not capable of showing, um, uh, restraint. Not like restraint. Yeah, yeah. They're not. It's not that they're not sh- capable of showing restraint because they showed restraint yesterday. It's that they are not capable of showing restraint against. People of color, I th- and more importantly, they choose the not line. to. They choose not to. Right, yeah. and and right. like and right. to, in in slight defense of law enforcement, there is a nope, not for this one, but in general, like ah, nope, there's no defense. Never mind, fuck them. Well, no, no. in in defense of the humans themselves, they are part of a culture, an entire Cult. culture, our Cult. whole fucking Cult. not just their not just <laughs> but our whole fucking culture. As a as a kid. I believe that people that dealt drugs were going to try to murder me in my sleep, even though I grew up in a tiny town in the middle of nowhere that had no drugs or (laughs) murdering people. And like we've been taught to be scared of people that don't look like us for a long fucking time. That's like that's fight or flight stuff. So if something doesn't look like you, your your basic natural instinct is to depart that thing. Like you or or to kill it or kill it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm fucking saying. Literally, fight or flight. But like, yeah. yeah. So. These are fucking know. whole adults making whole adult decisions, they dude. Are. Like You're, right. Fucking, You're right. This fucking You're woman, right. the woman who got shot uh, by Capitol Police, or I'm sorry, I think it was Secret Service. No, okay, um, they came out today and said it was Capitol Police. It was. It doesn't yeah. matter. She, you know, the, I, to Air sum Force it up, veteran. <laughs> fucking to, Jesus Christ. To use a phrase, right, a, a, a veteran, but to use a phrase that uh, has been used many times <laughs> before. You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Yep. Stop fucking trying to charge act, uh, acting congressmen, or excuse me, uh, active congressmen and women. That she was up against the fucking barricade. She, she was, was first warned. in line. The yeah. gun was pointed at her. She was told, do not go any further. You will be shot. And she proceeded anyway. So you get what you get what fucking ask for. I'm sorry. That's, that I, like I have no compassion there. <laughs> yeah, good kill, good kill. <laughs> oh, oh God, oh, we're Christian, fucking, that's you fucking went, you went dark, man. You did. That was that was impressive. And that's from the yeah. one who's always trying to humanize and yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. passionate. Let's go back to like violence as a uh, as a resolution for a second, because in certain situations it is right. Certain situations you have no force, no no choice but to like act violently, and in a lot of this stuff, well, I know there's a whole yeah. No, whole I mean it just just thinking <laughs> on the. A, this is not one of those situations, but yes, they've been brainwashed into thinking that that was their only choice. Well, like, all right, so violence I, or, in the fir- or like an explosion or violence in the yeah. first place. It's mm-hmm. it's well, it's not it's not necessarily who starts it, but who finishes it. So I had a buddy who was <laughs> a uh, highly trained person who was in a different country now doing fun things. We had all these conversations all the time because we both like I had spent a lot of time with the military. He had spent a lot. Of time, he was in the military in a country of note. It wasn't this one. And um, we had extensive conversations about like that and that experience and like what that was. And like in certain situations, you have no choice but to act violently because that is literally the only solution. And if you are forced to act violently, your the correct response is to act 1000 times percent or 1000 percent higher violently, like 1000 percent more violently. So like if somebody comes at you with a knife, 
the next thing you should do is rip their throat out with your bare hands and eat it and then kill their children. And like, it's just fucking like, like there's no, the, the, the only solution to violence. I'm going to walk back from that Easy, Donald. Yeah. <laughs> but like the only, the only, the only way to stop a violent situation with somebody who's actively trying to kill you is to be more violent than they are. As quickly, like, if you don't do it immediately, if your response isn't that. Okay, okay. I, I get So you're, what's your claim, though, in this moment? Because that would be a defense for anybody who's ever shot a black man that looks scary. Or that they perceive as scary because yeah, of Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't preconceive. I fucking or, like, have a hard time getting on board with what you're saying right now. Yeah, but there's like a, there, all right, so. It, are you defending that position or are you just presenting that? Position. Yeah, I got, that's what I was presenting asking. opposition, and and like when you add when you add a racial overtone like that, like that's a situation that requires training and like understanding to like work around it. The, the like, all right, so remove race, remove everything else. Think about a violent situation. If somebody comes at you with a knife, the only way to survive that situation is to be a thousand times more violent than that person. Okay, you just described a vacuum that doesn't exist. So there's always going to be race. Yeah. There's always going to be context. Yeah. That's the thing. You should and, not take. And, and so, are you are you saying that we're talking about an average person or somebody that has had training? Because uh, I was assuming we were talking about the position of somebody who's uh, in some sort of um, either law enforcement or military. They've had training. That's the whole point. Yeah. So Absolutely. it would seem like that's a real strange, heavy-handed way to handle. It. But also, like, like so, like when you've had the training, right? So, like, let's say you're like a uh, a fucking Navy SEAL or like a SWAT guy or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like the 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 point at which you react with violence. Should be the point at which you have to react. With right, violence. it's the last last option. It's the last resort. Okay, but okay. when you're forced to do that, then it's super. It violent. is ultra violence. Okay, it is no regard for life. I see what I'm you're going saying. to fucking kill you right now. So, so in like, other words, yeah, that lady getting like a shot. Cornered animal. Yeah, that yeah. lady getting shot was the result of her putting that officer in a position to go to to option ten. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're. I, I was trying to track your point. It's just like a. It's when you think about like a like you were you were sort of alluding to violence earlier. When you think about like a revolution, and you think about these fucking idiots that are trying to like literally destroy our country, and like what would you do about it? That's kind of when. Oh yeah, but that's me being a dumb no, that's like you emotional. Being, no, no, animal. no. That's not a, that's not emotional or irrational. Felt that's, pretty emotional to me. Do you know how America started? I do, but pretty uh, fucking violent. <laughs> but, but we're not there, and that's not what this is. No, this would be, but, but like yeah. these people are like this, creeping us towards. Yeah, I know we're getting weird. <laughs> no, no, no. I, think, I mean, go go ahead, Josh. They definitely viewed this as a, as a fucking revolution. Right. They right. came in. They brought flags that were not American flags. They brought the fucking uh, they the threw treason American flag. flags down brought, to put Trump flags up. That's fascism. One on one. Like, I mean, yeah. That you're not. You don't have to argue with me. This is fascism. I and you know, uh, I'm. Glad to not really be on on social media, especially not commenting. But whenever I reach a boiling point, I basically just call my cop friends in the cop chat, uh, "fucking fascist pigs." That's like my outlet. So I know that they don't listen to me. I at can this vouch point. for that. By the way, he level. does do that on regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> so, I did not know that, but that's fucking incredible, dude. No, we have an entire yeah. chat that I, I like rarely partake in. But yesterday, I was like, I went in there and I just dropped some, just some nuclear bombs. Nonsense. And then completely left again because I don't care what they have to say. It's like, oh, right. God. Really, really appreciate that, by the way. Thanks for letting me. I'm essentially the person cleaning up the Capitol after your bullshit. You're dumb enough to stay. Uh, I'm just like. <laughs> I mean, I ignore for extended periods of time, but yesterday I was not happy with right, the can, outcome. Can I pose a question? Please. Um, my, my question is. Um, assuming, uh, yeah, I told you, <laughs> assuming that like, <laughs> the revolution has been quelled, yeah. what happens now? What, what would happen now well, that, that would make the <laughs> most sense? First of all, uh, in, in history, 
history will tell us, not necessarily American history, but whenever there's a coup instigated, it usually doesn't stop after one failed attempt. There's usually a subsequent attempt unless the the leader of said coup is deposed or uh, goes into exile. So I don't think this is over. Nobody should get comfortable and think we're, you know, out of the woods yet. All right. So to the point I made earlier about violence, like this is a situation where like the the reaction, not not necessarily violent, but the reaction needs to be a thousand times what just happened. Right. The the resolution needs to be like every single person in Congress that voted for that fucking, they were literally voting for not democracy. Yeah. They made a point. They need to be expelled. They need to be expelled from Congress. Yeah. They, they all need to be expelled from Congress. Anybody who set foot oh. on the Capitol grounds uh, where they were not supposed to be and were trespassing should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. If you keep allowing these people to get away with this, they will keep upping the ante and they will keep uh, pushing. They'll just they'll, they'll keep escalating the situation. So there, it's the same. Yeah. There have been 54 arrests. I'm just throwing that out there. There have been 54 arrests. Yeah, but only like 13 at the time of the, Right. I'm just glad. Like, in my mind, when this was happening yesterday, I was like, this shit's gonna happen and these motherfuckers are all gonna go home and and fucking tweet and face chat about it and be a bunch of dicks and it won't matter. But there are actually some arrests. I'm glad about it. But that's step one and that's not actually the consequence. That is... In the start of the process. The start of the process yeah, I get to it. the consequence. Yeah. And they have to be right. prosecuted. arrests need to well, keep happening because 40 people, there were a lot more than 40 yeah, people yeah, there yeah. doing right. that. And they need to arrest them all. But first step, step one should be removing Trump from office. He needs to go now. yesterday. He's yeah. fucking, he has, thir- as of taping, 13 days left in office. He cannot serve out the rest of that term. It's too much. He's an active danger to the United yeah, States. That's 13 yeah. days. And he's a clear and present danger to the United States. What was the Republican yeah. Congre- congressman that called for the 25th Amendment being invoked? Uh, well, all of them? Adam, Kin- <laughs> Adam Kinzinger. Yeah, no, Kinzinger. only one thus yeah, far has, has called for that. Oh, yeah. um, it doesn't look like the 25th Amendment thing is going to happen. There were there have been rumors of it, um, but I think it, it's going to come down to impeachment. And it looks like they're ready to move forward with that. Um, and they should. They should file those articles. What? I don't know that they'll be able to get it in in time. They got um, the numbers. I mean, yeah. they're good. But the folks in the House right. already said, well, they don't have the numbers. They got right the Senate, now. too. No, they don't. The they House, won't until after the They don't the have 20th. the Senate yet. Yeah, not yeah. yet. Um, Oh, they're all. Sw- I they, thought they were sworn in. Was it the, the, the new house already sworn in? No, no, uh, no, huh? no. Oh shit! Yeah, there, there were new members sworn in, but the the new members of uh, the the Warnock and the runoff. Uh, uh, sorry, yeah. Warnock and uh, and Ossoff. By the way, how great is that shit? Like they, oh, this yeah. whole thing, oh, like <laughs> completely overshadowed how what yesterday should have been a great day. But well, it still was em. just not a you know as great of a day as it could have been. <laughs> I mean, it was a pretty fucking miserable Mitch McConnell day. cried. I had a good day. Like, you look fun. <laughs> the, the Turtle Ramones, tears I mean, don't count. The Ramones are a thing to be, you know, content with. But I think the 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 riot and the insurrection overshadowed any positive. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Just like when it, when somebody's like, well, I know I know he says mean things, but look at the economy. I'm like, well, you know, I know he starts insurrections, but man, look at your 401k. Come Dude, on. Double fucked up. Like I was talking to my buddy Charlie today who came down to have a like we were talking about stocks the other day. We we're talking about like starting a stock club. By the way, you're invited, Christian. <laughs> okay. You want to be in? Oh, you looking at me like I ain't got no money. You're correct. <laughs> I don't got it either. He was like, I put in this much and I was like. I could put in like twenty bucks, <laughs> but uh, the economy today, like the fucking, this is just a, a better, a bigger, better proof of like how the stock market represents literally nothing. It's just fucking- right. I was gonna say we got to stop using the term economy as synonymous with 
sorry, the stock market. Like, yeah, oh, rich stock market. white people economy. Sorry. So uh, the, right. the stock market Side today note. closed up like what? Like 290 <laughs> points? Up. Privilege is up yesterday. <laughs> How does that even happen? Yeah. Although people have argued that part of the reason why it closed up is that that Biden actually got uh, uh, confirmed. Like I think that just that that yeah. level of well, they, rest they think was that a good thing. That by Biden and the Democrats kind of having a good day yesterday, in one sense, that that means that there's going to be more stimulus happening <laughs> yes. for which will increase the coronavirus mm. and all of that, which will improve the economy, and you know so. Yeah. I mean, the stock market right. is just not a, it's a whole conversation. It's but its, its own just, thing. It's, it's, it's irrelevant so to the rest of us. stupid fickle right now, and, and um, I don't know. It's it's gambling. You know, I had the same – I, I learned no, – right. The finish line has been established, so that's good. That's true. I think that's the idea, right? Like 13 days from now, no matter what, even Trump said he was going to go. I know that's naive of me to believe he'd actually do something he said. What was his, like, concession speech? Or what Sorry, did he say, I mean, though? like, that's like, – it wasn't really a concession speech. It was, he like said he, there would be a peaceful transition of power, but he never said that Biden won. And he continued to repeat the bullshit that the, the, the election okay, was, I was stolen. Say, did he like not, he, he did reiterate that he thinks he still won the election, right? Oh, but yeah. Right. He a, has never not can, said can that. I, can I say and reiterate that I've said this a few times on the podcast about how his gibberish ultimately means that he can say whatever people want to read into it. That's right. And I think that, that there's danger in whatever he says because it could be, I'm doing air quotes. Sorry, podcast listeners, because you can't see it. That it could he didn't be do code. air quotes. It could be code, <laughs> right? For you know whatever they think right. is because like, he says that and they may, he means a peaceful transition his to his second term message. Yeah, or like, whatever. You know, yeah, right. So right. Whatever he says, be fucking cautious. <laughs> be wary. You froze, Josh, but we love you. Yeah. Hold strong, brother. Hold strong. <laughs> Papa, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, you guys are first. <laughs> you back, baby. Uh, oh, did you, you get a text? Cutting it out, happened? but I'm still there. I, I did. You're, you're running off my phone from my phone to my computer to my iPad. So, like, there's, there's actually, again, Eric Scott texted. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Scott has interrupted the podcast. He's just chiming in yeah. and fucking shit up. Oh, man. It, it, it. it. The but, I mean, the thing is, his code isn't that sophisticated. It's, I mean, it, and yesterday, it wasn't even a code. He said, we're marching, march to the Capitol. I'll be right there with you. Maybe I'll join you, he says, well, did, as he, did he really? shoves his own, it's what he said. Uh, and yeah. he said, I'll, at, like, after he said it, I'll join you. Then he shoved his own fat ass in his lim limousine and drove right back to the White House and watched the shit on television. And was, and delayed, he didn't even activate the National Guard. Pence had to do that shit. It's just unfucking real how he's still in office today. Unfucking real. And he still has his fucking yeah, like supporters. Like the 25th Amendment is there for a fucking reason. This is right. literally the reason. Like a tyrant is in charge, even though there's only a couple days left. Get him the fuck at least. Uh, God, at least social media is right. shutting him down. That that was that was a, a bigger win. I feel like than we we're willing to admit. Did Twitter turn him back on or no? Uh -huh. um, no, Twitter's no. said he's suspended indefinitely. I think they've all said he's suspended they indefinitely. Pulled it. So yeah, Twitter, Instagram, and, and and Facebook. That's all. Every anywhere else he can still and he can still fucking just make an address to the entire country right. if he wants to. He's still because right. he's the goddamn president. Uh, yeah, I right. guess it, we would really see. Well, no, but he's been addressing, and they just fucking run it because they have no. No, they don't. No, a lot of no. Uh, Most well, MS, MSNBC is reporting that he issued a taped concession. <laughs> I haven't seen it, 
Uh, but maybe it's like edited. They probably edited the part out where he said he loved and and loved the uh, loved the terrorists and, and how they're beautiful they were. people. Well, yeah, what's, yeah. He, what's he saying in the concession? That's really mean I, that he's not conceding, right? That, like you know, right. You guys know I have to do this because that's right. what's expected of me. But I'm not really don't really mean it. And like, yeah, if you, you know, guys could see right. Christian's face right now, it's dripping with uh, uh, the arrogance and disdain of a 13 year old. And, yeah. <laughs> And syrup for some odd reason. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> and he's also you're also doing this thing with your hand. Oh no, you're it's like kind of rapping yeah. a little bit. You're like, yeah, yeah. I loved it. It was great. By the way, there's a thing that happened yesterday that like none of the listeners have heard the podcast yet. But like 17, whatever, 18, wherever that one falls. That other episode. Christian and I went to McDonald's yesterday, <laughs> and we ordered not one, not two. Oh no, not Why? three. Oh, but four McRibs. <laughs> So that's what's wrong with Christian. <laughs> no, oh, no. Kate. <laughs> so, so per releasing, you guys can't wait until the next episode. <laughs> but I, like, I just, just again, again, just so you know, like, like I, I there, was, there was two of us, but I ordered four because the shock value of ordering four McRibs in it a just two-man felt vehicle. Yeah, it felt good. It was like it was like twenty bucks, and I was like, "Got you, player." <laughs> <laughs> At like 11 a.m. too, isn't that right? It it was actually almost exactly 11 a.m. They had just switched to lunch. We rolled up, ordered four McRibs and a Diet Coke. (laughs) (laughs) One Diet, did you split a Diet Coke? I don't remember. What was the better situation? It was technically two large coffees. It was oh, too okay. right, right, By technically, he means you just fucking lied. Diet Coke is way funnier. No, I just wasn't sure we got so Diet Coke was way funnier, but... Two but large not true. Coffees with McRibs. Two large coffees and four <laughs> fucking McRibs. That's just sad. That just means you poop literally <laughs> your entire uh, brains out. Yeah, just uh, just ordered supersized diarrhea. Is that's what exactly what they got. You know, I I actually didn't eat the second one. Is that still in your car? I'm kind of uh, hungry. No, you know what's funny is like, all right, you left. We, he ate three. That's Locking. what's funny. This is, a, this is a good like mid mid show caveat because this is a heavy contents. We need some levity, right? Yeah. So. Uh, we went, we got the things, we each ate one. By the way, trying to eat a fucked up McRib on the way to like anywhere, I was driving, I'm trying to eat this thing, and there's like, like, McDonald's barbecue sauce is like the most acidic thing in the world, so it's like burning my skin, it's eating my clothes, you know. But I also it's like gotta alien. say, it wasn't like, it was kind of made for a great McRib because they did not skimp on that barbecue sauce. No, they did fucking not. Somebody, like, it was like somebody had like the slammer gun from Nickelodeon, it was like, blah! <laughs> McRib, yeah! That that is a thing that dates you in the weirdest way. I, know, right? <laughs> I made a reference to like a like a, a like a newer human recently about Nickelodeon. Oh, actually, Grayson Moon, intern Grayson. Oh, yeah, and, and, and intern was, Grayson. And I was like, you do know what Nickelodeon is, right? Like, is that still? But <laughs> were you just please be aware of that? Like, I did he I, did he blink yeah. his beefcake eyes at like, you, and <laughs> and then you just all, forgot all this you were fine episode of Johnny Carson? Man, they brought all these all the squirrels on. Oh fuck, man. Anyway, so McRibs are <laughs> a mess. That's a bottle of whiskey. Disgusting. We did, we Disgusting. chose to drink whiskey here tonight, Josh. What are you drinking over there? What else could we do? I'm tonight? currently drinking this is water. A wallow in uh, the fucking catastro- you know, yeah. catastrophe of uh, the past couple <laughs> yeah, days. Of yeah, yeah. You need more than that? No, you're pouring like the Admiral's Cup right now. Like, oh, oh musician, here you go. I'm pouring like a whole Yeah, human. get divorced. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Don't put your ales on me. I'm drinking this I, bottle. You know what's funny? Actually, let's let's we'll go local for a second because. There's this is this we can't just do this for an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, I'm sure we fucking can. We can, but like the listeners need some love. So, uh, I made a door today, and I went to install it. The install didn't go well. 
Wasn't my fault. Anyway, I ended up at a, a, one of our favorite bartenders' houses. And uh, it was a great conversation. But it also depressed the shit out of me because in Baltimore right now, the bars are closed. Like, you can't be a bartender. And this guy is a bartender that I have. He's just one of my fucking favorite. He makes, he makes the bar. You know, when like a bartender just like, I'll, I'll throw some code. Like, if you're a drummer, he throws fruit at you from the bar mm. at an alarming velocity. Mm-hmm. But I also learned today <laughs> that he's not right-handed, he's left-handed. And was taught, because America's so horrible, to throw right-handed. So his left hand, while he writes with it and does articulate things with it... He can't throw is the throwing hand. But his right arm is incredible. <laughs> and he can smoke a drummer from 30 yards on the backside of a certain bar in Fells Point. Limit wedge! <laughs> Bam! Yeah. Oh, God. But he can't work right now, so it was a bummer. So we had a great conversation. What happened to the door? What's the deal with the door? I'm so curious yeah, now. Not relevant. <laughs> oh, not to, it is to me. Shut the fuck up. The door is no, here. No, apparently it's not relevant to the conversation. He just, that was just <laughs> the, the door, door is the entry the shop, point. Which is a bad sign. Oh, yeah. the door's still here. <laughs> I went to install said door, and I made said door. Even though the... Well, here's what happened, though. So the door was... What had happened was... Oh, my God, late. Like, like I can't describe to you how not on time the delivery I, of the door I, I was. Be, I believe. Like... <laughs> By a factor of things that I can't imagine as a furniture maker. Can I can I just give a little bit of uh, you know advice to our listeners? Who, yes. If you ever hire a woodworker, on time is three weeks late. And, that's a great way to put that. Actually, and yeah. there's 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 good reason for that. Like not that's not just fucking slacking off. Like it, oh, it is kind of like ordering. It's art. because the world doesn't have realistic expectations of things. That and it means you've hired somebody who actually gives a shit about what they're doing exa- for you. That's more so, what I was yeah. like. You're ordering art. So if you like, if we could go to our favorite artist and be like, I'd like a new album, please. And they said, okay, well it'll be done in a year. That's when you get fucking. Whatever that record was, it's coming out three years later, and you're gonna be real psyched about it. Like, fucking shut up and take your record. You like, need, you, you need to <laughs> detox from your Unless Amazon it's... instant gratification and realize that like good shit takes time. Yeah, like the, the fucking blacksmith didn't make you your well, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I got no relevant. I mean, how do, how do you explain how do you explain Chinese democracy though? Um, that that was poor decisions made by a lot of people. Like every yeah. Metallica album after 1990, it took like 20 years, and it was still garbage. Also, an alarming amount of making. cocaine. I'm yeah, sure that's true. But there are a lot of the really <laughs> yeah. good records that involved an alarming amount of cocaine. You know what's funny too? Like like all right, this is just like way too much. But Christian and I talk about furniture presses all the time, and I like I go, man, I just quoted this, and he's like, I would have quoted this, and I go, that's a lot more money. Than I just asked for. <laughs> I'm going to do a crappy job. Yeah. Well, no, like, but like, it made me realize, and this this goes to a lot of things. Actually, this is sort of a, like a, a broader point for a, for many things. Like, uh, I had a client recently who is awesome. Like, this was like fucking. She's uh, she's just fantastic. Like her approach to things, like her sarcasm throughout the process has been like she's approached it the way that you should. I feel. I'm kind of envious of this client. I've oh, no, heard you talk about her. Yeah, and, she's yeah. fantastic. I a client I can't say your name who also listens to this podcast i can't if she wants any work that you don't feel comfortable doing send her my way don't do that oh you, my you already God. got your guy christian's trying to snipe me <laughs> yeah he's he's upselling your ass yeah. right now <sighs> it charges a lot more <laughs> anyway so he's better but like by charging a certain price like it allows me to give a fuck about your project like the give a fucks are applied at a certain point same goes for anything that's commissioned right mm. like if you if you if somebody goes it's this much or it's like all right 
arbitrary number. It's five thousand dollars. She's like two thousand is the budget, and they take like somewhere in the middle. That means they need money right now. It also means that your project isn't going to get the give a fucks. Mm-hmm. While you will get something that person made, it won't get the full potential of what it should be. It's the triangle, right? Yeah. You get fast, cheap, and good. You can only only two points of that touch. Yeah. Period. Yep. Hundred percent. Well, in no no woodworker is running a get rich quick scheme. Well, it's no artist is. Job I think that's the important part, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's all art. Yeah, it's the same thing. It is. Just, just to be clear, this has nothing to do with the uh, the kitchen work that you're going to help with, right? <laughs> oh no, you 100 percent get zero give a fucks. You realize yeah, that right? you're going to get like like a you like plywood, right? Like OSB. <laughs> How do you feel about roofing plywood? I'm just kidding. It's the I'm finest of plywood. <laughs> the finest of roofing yeah, yeah. plywood. Composite material is like really the best material. Uh, what happened to the door? I gotta fucking know, dude. <laughs> All right. So Did my- you just forget to take it there? No, it was not my fault. The the timing was my. All right. So my the analogy. All right. Fuck it. You know what? I'm just gonna throw it out there because it's kind of funny. And Greg, you'd agree. <laughs> I love Greg. So, Greg's great. Grandpa's amazing. <laughs> Especially with this new beard, fuck it, it's grandpa. Yeah, if you're if you're here, slow down on that fucking Ducati, you crazy motherfucker. Ah, oh, man, that was a sad story today. He can't drive that right now because it needs a lot of money and repairs, and he has no work. Oh, also, that, he bought a twenty thousand dollars motorcycle. I'm putting people's business out there. Well, because grandpa's awesome, and like, if somebody wants to support him, like, you should go support him. Yeah, if, and if he's you know what that is rad. like like do the good thing he's and rad. send some money. Yeah. Um, but uh, he. <laughs> this is one of the funnier Frozen. things. Like you know when like uh we we I made the store right, and I was like I right, finally got it done. And the analogy I gave him was like, it's, this was this door was the, oh, fuck the ranch of the waiter, or like the bartender industry, right? You get home, you get in bed, and you're like, oh, fuck the ranch. Like, you know, table five, just wanted some extra ranch. And that door was like, it wasn't a lot of work, but it was like, you know, my buddy asked for it, and he paid for it like right out of the gate, and it was good to go. And you wanted to do a good job. Yeah. But every day I would go home, and i go, oh, fuck the ranch. <laughs> and it was like, you know, 86 days in a row. And then finally, I was like... I fucking got this ranch done, and I made it like I I, get, I got the give a fucks because the eighty six days prior that like that's an arbitrary number, but I assume it was between eighty six and one hundred and seventy six days, you know, somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> a good wide range of furniture delivery. Um, got it there. I was like good to go. Gave it like it got the give a fucks. Everything got sanded. It was like tight. Everything was crisp. Put it in the door. It was six inches short. What? So I'm going to contextualize that a little bit. Okay. So one, BJ came to me, what would you say, 82 days ago or 100 days ago? <laughs> I would say between 86 and 176 days ago. And said, yeah. what do you think about building a door? And my advice was, <clears throat> do it. There's a reason people go to Home Depot to buy doors. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one, don't do it, BJ. Yeah. It was my warning. In fairness, it was solid advice. Two, that's 384 64ths off. Woodworkers work in tolerances of one sixty fourth. Oh, you know what? It's funny. All right, that's so that's real off. That's real off. To put, to put that into, into, into like context, Christian and I had a conversation about like rough carpentry. Like we could never build a house because it would take like ninety years to build yeah. because every like our tolerances are so small. It's 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 an, an unimaginably small number that like that we work within. Like everything is like the reason you pay money for stuff is like the give a fucks. Even on the things that don't necessarily get the give a fucks mm-hmm. are incredibly high, oh, yeah. and it like takes a lot of effort to like make those things happen. So like framing out a door is like literally beyond my OCD's comprehension. Like oh yeah, just like plus or minus four inches, and I'm just like what? But what? also, what I are you gonna use like, a ruler? Like how does this work? It's an important thing to know that like or think about because we're talking about our tolerances of a sixty fourth or whatever, yeah. and it's not to say we're better than them because we work with tighter tolerances. It's just. 
part of the the craft and the mastery is knowing the tolerance for error in the thing that you're doing. To well, them, actually, a sixty fourth of an inch is a catastrophic like fuck up because. It means it's probably not going to fit in the other way. It's yeah. going to be too tight, and it's not going to account for some other idiosyncrasy of the imperfection of the framing or the house or whatever. So, yeah. So anyway, yeah. we get we have this place right. Nuance. We we like pull the old door off. By the way, the old door was attached with all right. Well, there's what three hinges per door, mm-hmm. right? Three screws per hinge. There was not one, but two screws holding the old door on and I was like who did this install <laughs> which is amazing so there was that and then we put the old door up or the new door up and I was like this isn't a saloon we clearly have a problem <laughs> and when you look at a, a thing like like if you fuck up it's usually in a matter of like tens right mm. like a 72 is an 82 like a 60 is a 72 whatever and I was like that looks like about six inches and that's not a mistake that I would make because there's no way to like misidentify a six or like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. some of those things. I looked at Greg. I like <laughs> I was kind of like behind the door and I pulled it back a little bit. <laughs> you can't see right now, but I'm like kind of slowly pulling back a curtain. Look at Greg's face. He looks at me and we just start hilariously laughing because <laughs> it's like it's like months overdue. A really low budget project that neither of us really give that much of a fuck about. And he mismeasured on a level that's like unimaginable in any situation. And like, what do you do? You just laugh your asses off. So back to the coup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I to be honest with you, I don't have the energy to go back to it. What else is there even to fucking say at this uh, point? I don't know. It's I it, mean, there's so much to say, but uh, it's but who what, the hell knows how to say it. <laughs> not just that, like uh, I feel like we're so on top of this experience right now. I've got to see what the outcome yeah. is um, from our government as far as, like you said, like the real thing would be whether or not we go to a thousand percent strike back and Trump's out of office, people are getting sanctioned, shit changes. You know, uh, the, people go to federal prison that broke into a federal building, all those things. For a long time. Not, federal not a fuck time. you like, in the ass. No, sorry. Like, Anybody? Do you know why I want him to get, you know, them to invoke the 25th Amendment or whatever, him to get impeached like immediately is, I mean, I want that to happen. I mean, it should happen. But, a, a but I also reason. don't want him to pardon himself. That's a good point. Which he might do. Like, do you I think mean, he's going to do it, but I don't think that's going to help him because there's no clear indication that, that the president is allowed to pardon himself. What they'll do for, is for they'll give definitely murky. It's definitely murky water. Yeah. Well, they'll give D.C. statehood and they'll retroactively prosecute him <laughs> next year or this year. Oh, man, that's um, that's another element of this. Like, yeah. well, there's been no accountability from like a law enforcement perspective because all of D.C.'s law enforcement is federal. run at the federal level. So they, and they have no Trump. control. They can't call in their own their own National Guard. Like the president has to call in the National Guard. Guard. and who, uh, who took Barr's position after he resigned? I don't even know. Is There's some yesterday? acting, and that's another thing. Like another, a bunch of people have resigned today. By yeah. the time we talk to Tim on Tuesday about all this, it's going to be we're going to have a lot more information, and we'll get to talk about Georgia a little bit and campaigns and all that shit. But like even. Even this close to it, there's just so much to be infuriated about. Yeah, yeah. Just like my head is exploding. There's no other way to like comprehend it. Like it's a it's a head exploding event. Like that's that's here we are. So I mentioned to you earlier uh, in a conversation we had earlier today on the phone. On the um, telephone. On the telephone. Um, I was in Moscow. 
um, living in Moscow in 93 when there was uh, an insurrection there and a, uh, a coup attempt that resulted in tanks rolling down uh, the street and uh, Tenement Square. Oh, wait, and, and, and <laughs> being fired at, at the White House and the end result was the White House being like just charred, um, charred black. And you could see it like the, the embassy compound where we lived was basically right across the street from the White House. So that was like an image you could see from our apartment. Wait, um, Russia has a White um, House? Yeah. Dude, that question was so poignant. You froze him. Yeah. Someone in Russia was like, yeah. <laughs> Josh, hang on a second. We can't hear you. Did you get... Did you get another text? Yeah, from Eric? I think he got another text. <laughs> no. no, he got a, a, a something from the news. CNN. All right, say all that again about the Russian White House. Russian White House. He's froze again. <laughs> where, where did you lose me? Russian White House. Yeah, so there's again. a Russian White House, okay. and it was basically firebombed. Yeah, because the uh, the I guess the vice president. And Parliament attempted to were attempting to take over um, the government, and Yeltsin uh, wasn't having it, and then basically called in the military, who had remained neutral. And then I guess there was some element of U.S. being basically supporting Yeltsin, um, and they basically arrested everybody. And but they were firing on the fucking White House, so you could see from my apartment building that there was like the, the White House was literally like charred from tank fire and, and, uh, mortars and whatever. So, um, and when we were on the compound during this, this event, like the Marines who guard embassy compounds and embassies in general overseas, they like went door to door and gathered everybody up. And we had to congregate in, uh, in the gym, which was like underground in the center of, of the compound. And we were there for like two or three days or something like that as this was going on. Um, came home, like one of my friends had a fucking like bullet hole in their in their uh living room window and like shit like that so that was like a serious fucking coup attempt and then to see this yesterday immediately brought me back there just to like see the images of people storming like a capitol building and if this was happening in any other country in the world they would be calling that like this would be just (laughs) it's not even i don't know man like it's it's just so unreal that we've gotten to this point. But again, as we've talked about, so fucking predictable and so Two things there, though. Two things, two um, things. Like, first of all, I, you never told me that before, and that's crazy. Like, wh- like, do you think that affected <laughs> you at all as, like, a human being? Like, like that memory? Like, I mean, I'm sure it did. I was, like, 10 years old. Um, that's pretty, and, like, formative time, though. Like, Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I have, like, that's the whole thing is, like, the, the compound, like, I had all my friends around. So we were in this gym and we were basically like fucking around. Uh, we slept on like gym mats in, in, in the, the, in the compound. There was like a cafeteria underneath, uh, again, like not, not far from the gym. Um, and then like my dad had to like sneak out to go like walk the dog, uh, a couple times the whole, the whole thing. Cause you couldn't bring animals inside. Um, and yeah, I mean, if I, I, I may have been more traumatized if I were older, maybe, or even younger, I guess I was in the, I don't know. Cause we would, like they brought in a TV and we were all watching CNN and watching all this shit happen from like the, 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 the floor of this, this gym, like this basketball court. Um, I remember that vividly. And it's funny cause that was the same place we gathered when the president, when Bill Clinton visited. Um, and like he, he like addressed everybody in the compound. Um, and we were all gathered around. He went around and shook everybody head, but it was the same spot, same spot we were gathering and sleeping. Um, but 
again, like for this to happen in the United States is it's just surreal. And I, I don't, I don't, I, I'm still processing it to be honest with yeah, you. Same here. Uh, like, yeah. So for me, yeah. it was the, the reality of this happening and then watching my, my almost 10 year old and my seven year old kind of ask questions like, why are pe- why are people, why are people angry and why are they doing this? And, and then they were like, oh, well, that's stupid. They're just mad Donald Trump didn't win. That's dumb. And, like, that was their perspective. And they're right. Yeah. And, and that was a hard conver- – that's a hard conversation that we're still having. You know, Jen and I are still talking with them about what happened yesterday because we weren't, we weren't shielding them from it. We talked about it. They were, they, you know, yeah. openly experiencing it all at the same time, you know. And, and Jen and I aren't, um, you know, overtly political with them by any means, but we also don't, don't pretend to – to not have opinions about things. So well, right, right and wrong hard. has a place. Like, I agree. And, 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 and my oldest, um, he, he is sensitive enough to where he was worried about people being hurt and worried about what really was right. And he's wrong. also aware. Like he knows he's very aware. Yeah. My seven year old's aware just does not give a fuck. So those are, those are, but that's like a different level of awareness. Like, <laughs> no, like, I know yeah. I'm joking, but, um, but yeah, no, the watching somebody who I, I see is incredibly, empathetic and, and, and genuinely kind have to process that there are people in the world who aren't necessarily the quote unquote bad guys who are acting like bad guys. Did I tell you about like a, a, a the, the nuclear bomb thing with Phoenix? No, you didn't. Oh man. All right. This is, this does all tie into this conversation. We went to an air and space museum in, uh, in Denver the last time I was out there. So we're just trying to kill time. And I was like, well, let's just go to this place. Cause, cause you know, there's an F-14 Tomcat there. I love F-14 Tomcats. My kid, the only plane he can identify by shape and name is F-14 Tomcat. And I'm definitely persuading that actively as a parent. It's Even, called influence. Yeah, PJ. it's very, very influential. Anyway, so when Maverick actually gets released, you're going to take him immediately. Uh, first of all, it's called Top Gun 2 Maverick. <laughs> Okay, as you are currently wearing a Top Gun t-shirt. I also want to say we are in BJ's personal studio office, and there is literally a VHS cassette of Top Gun prominently on display. All of these things are totally coincidental. Tom Cruise and the pretty blonde girl are staring at us right now. Kelly McGillis <laughs> is her name. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Any pretty blonde girl would have worked. You mean Val Kilmer? Oh, no. Val Kilmer? Not that one. No. Oh, He's, is the new Top Gun going to have sweaty beach no, volleyball yeah, yeah, also? Yeah, yeah. Fat Valkilmer's in it, and that's the thing that happens. Um, oh, so, man. Anyway, we're, we're, we're walking out of this place, which was funny because it's funny you bring that up. Because it went to the museum, and like I like I have T-shirts, right? I have like eight of them, and they just they, <laughs> wait, 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 wait a second. He is literally He's wearing, wearing it. Literally right wearing now. Right now. <laughs> but I would never, I would never buy myself this. But the fact that I own it, I'm like I wear it all the time. But it's because it's it's in a circulation of eight, and I don't think about them as they come through. They just like black T-shirt number one, two, whatever, you know. So we went to this museum. And I wa- we, we went there because there is an F-14 there, and I'm obsessed. I've learned everything about this airplane. It's just like it's become like a weird thing. I'm in like nine Facebook groups. And I was wearing this by sheer coincidence. And I fucking like I got to the front door, and I was like, hold on, bud. I zipped my hoodie up. <laughs> I, was, I was ashamed you, of you, like the level of fanatude. You fan were going to see the concert, and you were wearing the band t-shirt. Yeah, right, the band but that's t-shirt. okay. You just can't get on stage yeah, yeah. and get play stage. with yeah. the band wearing their shirt. But I've like right. watched uh, – there's a level of nerditude I can get to that I won't. But anyway, we walked to this place. We, we went. We saw them. You th- say nerditude? <laughs> nerditude is a thing. To the point where, like, all right, so there's there's a, all right. 
Just, I don't know if that was in the SATs. This, this, is, this is still funny, so we're just going to go with it. That was nerditoodle. So, like, I'm so nerdy about this plane. Like, I've watched a million uh, episodes of a show they produced from that museum. And I know that you can, in fact, open the cockpit and get inside with a two-by-four. They used, like, three of them to hold it up in the back. And I, <laughs> on certain museum days, if you walk in at the right time in the right place, like, I almost got to B-17 a while ago because I was there. There was nobody else there. And somebody was into the, the fact that I was into the thing. And they're like, I was like, you, you eventually figure that out and you go, hey, man, can we just, like, get in it and, like, you know, <laughs> pretend to fly it? And they're, the, you can see their face is so, oh, my God, I want to do that with you right now because that's awesome. And, like, I can tell you everything about the coffee. Like, you see this, like, this, 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 like, bubble of knowledge just waiting to explore to their face. And they have rules and regulations. And as a customer in this museum, I also have rules and regulations. And we both know that. But we also know that like nobody's here and nobody's watching. And there's a moment in time where we could both go in there and have a great time on that airplane in a totally non-sexual way. <laughs> All I could think about but, was the but also not in a non-sexual way. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, so we went to this museum. I was wearing a, a Top Gun shirt. By complete coincidence, mm. by the way, not intentional, zipped it up. And we found a, uh, there was a B-1. If you know what B-1 bombers are. There is the B-1B, which is the one we always use, and the B-1A, which was the prototype model. So we found out that if you have a high-altitude, high-speed bomber, the Russians can shoot that down. But if you have a low-altitude, high-speed bomber, they can't shoot it down. The B-1B is the second one. That's the one we went with. The B-1A, there's two of them. One of them is in this museum. And under it are these two gigantic cylindrical things. Because it was, well, actually three. There's three bomb bays, and there's three gigantic bombs that go in these bays, and there's models of them under the airplane. So me and Phoenix walk up to this airplane, and he's like, what's that, Daddy? I go, that's an atomic bomb. And he's like, what's an atomic bomb? And I was like, that's a whole other conversation. Yep. How do I tell a four-year-old <laughs> that this thing is meant to kill a whole lot of four-year-olds? Like, you know, it was like, it was a big, it was a big moment. And he loves construction stuff. So I go, buddy, that's like the biggest excavator ever. <laughs> It, it knocks a whole bunch of buildings down all wow. at one time. Because, that was a convenient lie right but, there. But like, how else do you phrase yeah. that? Like, like you can't like. He's not. He he. He'll figure it out. The fat man and the little boy explaining the fat man and the little boy. This yeah, is, right, oh. right. How well did that work? I I. You actually earned a high five for that. <laughs> <laughs> that was both historically nerdy. And then cruel and insulting at the same time. That got time. me in so many of the right places. I might get a boner from that. Actually. <laughs> Holy fucking shit! Anyway, hey Matt, thanks for bringing the whiskey. So You're it. very welcome. I'm proud of myself. He he, he hasn't watched Doctor Strangelove then. No, yeah. no, no. We're, we're, I we're, uh, but it's it's funny to like watch. Haven't kids. gotten there. I just realized that I I saw I just recently realized that I saw a Clockwork Orange when I was like probably eight or nine. But you know, but yeah. like late night TV, late night cable, and like that probably yeah. explains a lot about what's wrong with me. Sorry, that was just a you know the sure. Doctor Strange. Day. No, same. I saw it when I was way too young. Way also. too young. Yeah. Way too young. I never watched it. You never seen a Clockwork Orange? Oh, I've seen that. That was no, the no, proper no. response. No, Doctor Strange Love. Sorry. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. Oh, you never seen Doctor Strange Love? Hey, <laughs> Another Patreon experience. We're going to watch Doctor Strange Love together. For, for yeah. BJ's BJ. virgin yeah. experience. What's the, what's the cost? We can have a viewing in the show. The we'll call it Doctor Strange Love and a BJ. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, you're going to die. Doctor Strange BJ. Well, I had another point off of that. What was it? Oh, so like, all right. This funny, <laughs> funny side story because we've just gone to like full, full funny now. So the last flight uh, on the way from Denver to here with Phoenix 
the chick, there was a there was a lovely lady that sat next to me, right? And I was like, look at the book she was reading. <laughs> and I fucking thought that she was reading a clockwork orange. It was a clock, it was a clockwork something else or a clockworks something. <laughs> but it was like, I was like, this fucking psychotic motherfucker's reading a clockwork. Like, I didn't even know it was a book. She's reading it on this airplane. Like, like, what are you? Like, what? Like, I just like, but you know, it's one of those points where, like, on those flights, like, Phoenix is like sleeping like in this weird spot. I can't really use my right arm. My left arm is like, you know, I'm in the middle, so it's kind of like incapacitated. And all I have to do is like, the only entertainment is like, what's she reading? So I look over, you know, like one of these moves where your head kind of like, all you got is like your head muscles to move. And I was like, this motherfucker's reading a clockwork orange on an airplane. Like, first of all, to read. Oh, like to read a clock. I mean, it was orange. a it was a book before it was a movie. Was it really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but it was just like, like to, Kubrick didn't write it. Yeah. No. I didn't know no, that. I'm I, like, I, all I know about the movie is that it, it is a movie. I don't know. I know nothing else. So, yes. like, I, but I've also never seen okay. a book version of well, it. And I was so like, I was, this poor woman. Josh just got sucked back into the room. He took the red pill. <laughs> Explain the reading on the book. The, the, airplane or reading part because there's also maybe some other insight to that too go on well like i have nothing else to look at so i'm just you know like this arm's locked this arm's locked i just can't help but like look at this book and all i all i can read it like in like a in a i won't get caught manner is josh you still there yeah i'm here okay you went like full matrix for a second but you're back so like (laughs) you're like you're trying to like read this person's book or like look at what they're reading and like trying to like you can't you can't just go like this, right? Because they'll see, and you, you gotta like it's the rules of the middle. Like you don't necessarily you, like they can't violate your space, but like you have to, they have to acknowledge that like you have more space than they do because you're in the middle and like that's all you got. <laughs> all right, go on. So, just trying to, and then like after like a couple glances, I'm just trying to like figure out who's next to me. Like who's reading a Clockwork Orange in this airplane? Like. What are you? Like, what is, what is this animal? Like, what are you capable of? And then, you know, she falls asleep and it's time to go to the bathroom and the thing. Is she going to stab me with that book? Or like, like, what's next? How does this work? Like, you're unpredictable and I know that. You know that. We know that. <laughs> We're good on that. You made so many There's assumptions of- with a bullshit yeah. side eye glance. Right. She's probably looking at you thinking you're... Fucking Trump rally. Yeah, well, okay. So <laughs> most of what you said was like uh, that scene in um, Wayne's World where the plane flies over and after, at the end, yeah. you know, the like what, whatever. Anyway, um, we didn't understand most of what you said except for he's going to a Trump rally, which I'm real excited about. Yeah, yeah. So on board with the president. Well, yeah, you're fucking I, sitting there judging this person. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't. I, I never said anything. But it was just like, but no, he was sitting there judging him like a hundred. Well, like you just have like you have no choice. Like, yeah, I mean, clearly he was just telling this whole story about how he was judging her. All right, well, you, whether or not. Go ahead, you, Christian. If you've, if you've actually read that book, or if you ever read that book, they're either faking it or they're really fucking brilliant because that book is, you know, how like in the movie they speak in all its real horror show and video. Yeah. I like to, you know, this weird language. The book is written that way, yep. and there's mm-hmm. actually a dictionary right. in the back of the. Well, the, not the first publication, but. Later publications because it was so fucking hard to understand because it's not actually written in full English. <laughs> yeah, it's like super. Welly, tol- welly, it's, welly, like, welly, well. it's like Tolkien for people who yeah. like rape. <laughs> no, way worse. Have you ever read Burroughs? <laughs> that was nerdy and weird. I was real Dude, happy with that. Uh, I don't know. Was it, it was probably a Kurt Cobain thing, but like Naked Lunch. You ever tried to read Naked yeah. Lunch? It's impossible to read. It's impossible to read. Yeah. Or comprehend. 
<laughs> like, you either have to be on heroin or dying from a heroin overdose to, like, actually comprehend or read those books. I got to, like, th- page three. Don't get mad at me. I accidentally took a screenshot of my phone. Oh, I thought you selfied, like, from across no, the way. No, like, no, I, I do that. <laughs> I was like, you know, you can just go, like, hey, we're taking a picture. I try to hang up the, I try to hang up the phone, and I hit both of them. That's fair. Uh, but, like, Naked Lunch. Have you ever tried to read Naked Lunch? Mm-mm. Dude, like, page three is all I ever got. Because it's so, like... <laughs> It's so, like, dense with heroin that, like, you have to, like, read it again and then read <laughs> that it. That was the copy he smuggled in from South America, yeah, though, so much. to be fair. <laughs> right. Oh, God, it's horrible. Well, it's a bigger conversation, but some down, day down the road, we can talk about modernist and postmodernist literature and the, con- you know, the you can. language. We'll, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure our listeners would love that. <laughs> yeah, I'll founder You know what we should one. do? One, one day we should do a Kafka conversation. We try to figure out what kind of bug it was. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. I like that. Yeah. I oh, think man. it was a stink bug because fuck Cause fuck because they're, they're fuck! the worst. <laughs> why uh, God why <laughs> mom, mom all right <laughs> he, he, so was, we should, he was uh, gay we should wrap this <laughs> up that's what was actually happening <laughs> well, okay, Kafka's not a good transition to like <laughs> all right I do think can I, can I, can I go, go back go to a little bit of possible and I'm not you Josh so I can't really speak for you but possible insight to your experience witnessing you know the firebombs at the the white house in russia and then also bring that back to you having to explain things to your kid yeah, and your right, kid right. witnessing this happening now is that i i know you josh as like one of the more political people i know who who <laughs> has a real like it's not because you know it's not just because you're nerdy about politics it's like there's a real care and concern and compassion for our country and and uh, the world and perhaps at, at that age like it gave you a glimpse into or of the vulnerability of government and and that's something we sometimes take for granted in this country because we're just taught this this is the best country in the world and we're secure and mm-hmm. we've never really had you know felt that you know that discomfort I mean or, shit or was tight until like you know four years ago well no <laughs> trains here I mean to it wasn't degree, it wasn't but I mean it, I, you know I it was tighter was, yeah tighter. I was gonna say tighter yeah but okay so I have a slight a slight bit of insight as a, a a parent on that and then maybe you can speak to how you experienced it as a child um but for me when talking to my boys about what happened yesterday I had this thought in my head of coming to my mom when I was probably, I don't know, 10, 11, something like that. And I had done a bunch of chores and and was supposed to get an allowance or whatever. And I had told my mom, I was like, I heard this thing about, you know, that, that something's happening with the earth and there's like a hole and it's getting going to get really warm. And can we just give my allowance money to whoever you give that to, to help that problem? And my mom, who's very you sweet. did that? Oh yeah, yeah. That's and, so empathetic. And, and, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, I know. I'm Matt, a... I love you. Like you and I should talk about childhood and all the weird shit. And, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know, empathic and. But you know. so, so you would have done that to 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 oh, your yeah. hippie parents, and they've been like, "Good job." My my dad was like this fucking boy, but my mom, my mom, who is incredibly <laughs> empathetic and is where anything that I might have that's good came from, um, and she, she. Being very much from a small town in central North Carolina and this being somewhere around like 1988 was like, oh, honey, those things aren't as bad as people say they are. They're just trying to scare you. You don't need to be worried. That's not something you need to do. And I understand now as a parent, she saw my concern and wanted to comfort me. Yeah. But what she really did 
was taught me just to like it, it lowered a level of concern that I had in that moment that I actually would have cared to keep. And so now as a parent, and, and then the reason why I'm posing this is Josh, <laughs> Josh, maybe you have a parallel from, from your experience during, you know, the, the, the Russian white house bombing. Um, as a parent now, I'm tr- I'm thinking real hard about what I say to my kids mm-hmm. when I explain something so as not to be dismissive and just to be a little weird. I will include a time that I had to talk to my almost 10 year old about sex, like because he happened to hear me and his mom having said sex. And <laughs> I had to explain to him aggressively. I might. <laughs> <laughs> I assume, I assume uh, why not? But, um, I had I had to, so I I could go deeper into that whole conversation with him, which was quite lovely actually. He's incredible, um, but the, my my main concern with him was not to give give not to say anything to him that felt so definitive that he couldn't ask me a question. He couldn't get understanding from me, right? And that's what I felt like I was missing from my mom in that moment, where you know, in your dumb eight or nine year old mind, like I don't I don't know how much the allowance was probably thirty dollars, but that was a fucking fortune. And I felt like it's what I wanted to do. I wanted to figure out how to take my little fortune that I felt was massive and fix this problem that it seemed like everybody's real fucking concerned about. And this would have been the late 80s. So this would have been just, you know, barely a decade after the, the oil embargo and the gasoline lines. And, the, right. you know, and there's a lot of lot more talk about global warming at that point, but a lot less action, you know. And, and, and to me, it felt like something that I could do. And then I was shut down. And in that moment... Um, it made me rethink. Well, maybe I'm. Maybe I don't understand. Maybe I'm not doing. Well, no, but the, the, right the, the, sh- the shutdown thing is a huge <clears throat> point because, like, I always felt like, uh, like I said, uh, like two two episodes ago or whatever the fucking wherever it falls in this thing. But like, question asking is like a huge thing for me, and like the shutdown, like decreased confidence in myself. Right. So, like when Phoenix asks questions. I make sure that I give him the best answer that I can provide, but I also like do what your mom did, like provide the the context that I would like him to perceive the information in. G- agreed, but what my mom did was tell me it wasn't as big of a deal. Yeah, it's an expansion on that. Like that, like like yes, she was trying to like calm her son, but I want like I want Phoenix to like approach that information with the right information. And the right feeling to make it feel like something he can accomplish. Okay, I I get that, but you know what, man, most of life isn't shit you can accomplish. Like when my boys ask me about death, I tell them my feelings, and I'm like, here's my deal. I don't think I go to heaven because I don't believe in that. But what it does make me believe is that every second I spend with you is a thousand times more important because this is it. These are my only options. I have to do this the best I can. Now they come back at me with, well, does that mean we die and then we're just gone? And I'm like. In, now, that may not be what you end up believing. That may not be what somebody else believes. And I'm not telling you what to believe. I'm just telling you that I believe that and it doesn't make me scared. It makes me love you more. And that's the reason why I have a hard time with this idea of... Hand, like Children are fucking badasses. And we are 100%. constantly... Holding their hands all in a way that they don't need. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. yeah, we're 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 um, uh, underestimating them around turns constantly. They're way more empathetic and way more in touch with the world than we are because they haven't they haven't been kicked in the emotional dick enough times to give up. And I don't want to take that from them. I yeah. want to I want to bolster it, and I would bleed for them so hard at any moment, even if I have to see them hurt too in Absolutely. some small way. And so that that's where a moment like yesterday felt so 
important to me because I didn't, I wasn't sure how to tell them that they might not be safe, right? Like that's a hard, I, now that's not what I said to them because I don't, I, I really don't believe that yet. Well, it's funny. Like I had a side conversation with Kat. Like she, she like uh, sent me a thing aside. It was like, hey, Dr. Kat, sorry. And it was like, hey, as a parent, like, how do you feel about this? And I was like, I'm going to teach my kid to, to like fuck shit up. Like when we talk about this, like, this is when you react poorly. Like this is this is this is the moment where like you react accordingly. Like if you want if you want these things to go forward, like you have to react a certain way. And like everything that I say to him and every every like there is there I, I do not like I grew up uh brainwashed in a certain way. Like I was like my dad listened to like Rush Limbaugh all the fucking time. Mm. And at a certain point I got enough of my he own. He can't die fast enough, by the way. By the way, cancer can eat him the fuck alive on television. Yeah. I personally will put yeah. a knife into his fucking skull, eat his <laughs> fucking brain. That fucking guy. Satire, <laughs> satire, satire. Satire, satire. Totally satire. Again, I still wouldn't kill him. Anyway. But no fucking certain people need to fucking die. No, That's I, one. Get, I get your point, yeah. but I wouldn't do it. Certain people are the result so, of it. Like, uh, no, hold on. So, like, when I'm proud of Phoenix, though. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, hold the fuck on. When I'm proud of Phoenix, like, I don't. There, the, I don't lie to him. Like, if he asks me a question, I'm not answer. saying that you do. By yeah, the yeah. way, I wasn't. And like, if, if 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 he asks when he starts that, like, when he gets the wherewithal to ask about like context, I will tell him a thousand percent direct, with the assumption like the the rest of the things we've taught him are like pushing him in the right direction where the context matters and the, the importance of the situation matters because context and nuance, you know, we harp on this all the time, but it's like, it's incredibly fucking important. Of course. It and is. the worst thing you can do is not teach a child that. Yeah. So when they're in a situation is like a, any situation, like you can run into like a violent situation at any point as a human being, mm -hmm. like you're going to be faced with somebody who was taught the other way. And like, you need to know that you got to fuck them up. First of all, and second of all, like you can use your brain first the last thing you should do is use your fists, but when you do, you fucking destroy them. Like, <laughs> ignorance will not stand. Like, if somebody's assaulting you or the way that you exist, you fuck them up. And that's how I will teach my son. See, it's, I, don't, I don't agree entirely with that, but I do understand the point that you're making. And you realize this Adam, is going to be the BJ parenting episode. <laughs> that's okay. Well, no, I don't agree with that in the sense of the fact that... Um, and maybe this is perspective hey, too. <laughs> maybe this is perspective too, because I, I realize this sometimes when I talk to people um, of various stature or whatever. Like I've been I, in 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 fucking sixth <laughs> grade, I was six two and all, and like two hundred and eighty pounds, yeah. and I just got bigger. And none of that was ever. Uh, I, I, I had no. Man, I, I was very malevolent. I was not. I had a relative experience. Or, I, so was, I, I was. I was. I was not <laughs> aggressive. I was not, um, I never used anything about my size to be um, a, a, a force in, 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 in ways that I felt were cruel. I, I have an energy, I am built out of energy, right? So like, of course I was intense. I was intense at band practice and I was intense at like fucking, you know, I'm at college, yeah. whatever. But none of that was ever malicious. And I realized that that didn't change the fact that people were uncomfortable at that at how big I was or how much space I took up or whatever. And I started to invert that. I, I, I actively, and I still do this just because of my height. Like if I'm talking to a group of people and I realize that I'm a solid couple inches taller than everybody, I will lean over or lean against something or fucking sit down because it makes me feel like I'm imposing 
something on them that I don't intend. And I'm not meek by any fucking means. I just don't want to put people at a disadvantage. And so, uh, and, and, and maybe that's naive of me. Maybe this idea of that trying to make people feel equal doesn't make sense in the long run, but it's not in me to well, the, have that level of aggression. But or maybe like, it is, but I would have to be pushed to the right So point. your story is like a great example of like America, right? Like we are this imposing thing. And if you fuck with us, we will fuck you up. Like, absolutely. But if you don't... And like, even if you don't... Well, you, well, we reason, might possibly Recently, fuck the you example up. has yeah. changed. But like, so, I, I, hold on. Again, Josh. So I had the same thing growing well, we up. we got like, three minutes before right. I got to go. All right, so fine. I'll take like half a second for this. I had the same thing growing up. Like, I was always like <laughs> capable of like wielding power. And, and in a lot of cases, like people would fuck with me when I was a kid. And I would make like blood happen and crying happen. And I like took an empathetic path to that. I was like, all right, so if I throw things at people... Because I was always capable of throwing things really hard, wildly inaccurately, but like occasionally they would like kill somebody. I was like, "Oh fuck! Oh, there's blood everywhere," and I feel really bad about it. So I like, I like the rest of my life, I I stopped using that aggressively, yeah. and it like became like a passive power that was always there, but like was never used. Josh, go ahead. All right, so I'm I was on the opposite side of that spectrum. I think both of those spectrums, I guess. Yeah, we uh, fucked you up as a kid, right? No, I mean, I, I was like five, all of five foot three in, in freshman year of high school. And I played on the football team. Right. So I played is relative. I was a fucking glorified tackling dummy. Um, so I was not. And before that, I was also relatively small relative to the side of the other kids in my classes when we were in Moscow prior to this. And and this, this ties into like, I, we had two previous posts before we got to Moscow. We lived in Yugoslavia first, we luckily left before the revolution happened there, but I was, I caught wind of that. I was in Tel Aviv during the first Gulf war. We were evacuated. So to an extent, this seemed like normal to me, I guess these insurrections Jesus and all Christ. that type of thing. So I was kind of like desensitized to all of it. Um, but like through all, all of that, I never looked to pick fights. I mean, I got in fights with my my siblings, my sisters. I was probably just a total shit. Um, but like, you were a hundred percent total shit, by the way. <laughs> oh, fine, fine. But like, there was all all this added thing. I got picked on because I was Jewish. I got picked on because I was small. I got picked on for all these other various reasons. So I learned to defend myself, but I was never generally the aggressor in in, the, in these situations. Um, and I think as a result, where, where Matt, maybe you have the, the you feel like you, you have to lower your stature to be less intimidating. I'm on the other side of that where like, I maybe need to impose a little more stature so that I'm kind of recognized as part of the conversation or whatever, something along those no, lines. No, 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 I um, get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I feel like most of my friends and this to, specifically the friends I have that, that are, are, um, uh, female and want to be, uh, uh, you know, are vibrantly equals and clearly intellectual, you know, surpass most of the people that I know. But they do, they do still tend to have to do something to be more physically imposing, just to be a part of the conversation. And right. and and that is that is a, a, a an element that I think probably comes into play with everything that fucking happened yesterday. We get all these yep. yeah. these people who are swinging it, around it, in Napoleon complex like a the fucking right. you know bad habit. And it's amazing throughout all of that, none of us thought to fucking overrun the Capitol building. You know, not not, not once have we thought that right. our right was dealt to us in such an unfair manner that we need to and for. Uh, the African-American community who has been dealt so blow after blow um, be kept down, down, down the hole he goes uh, on, in the history 
is amazing. And once again, they saved us in Georgia and where we should be eternally grateful for their contribution to our country. Yeah. So, so you, you got a little hung up in the internet uh, throws there, but uh, I, I, I uh, assuming what oh, you, <laughs> what you were talking about was the, how, how even, even after we've taken a shit on minorities in this country, they still came out for us in Georgia and, well, and specifically African-Americans. Yeah. Yeah. My friend, Laura, like that's the, fir- the I like, I've, I've kind of like followed her path through like the, what she's done in Georgia. And I, I, I told her because it was the only like direct example of like somebody who's been involved with that, that I have. And I was like, Hey man, like I'm proud as fuck of you. Like you changed fucking America. Like, it's amazing. And the first thing she said was like, yeah. that wasn't me, man. That was like, you know, the, the like minority community. Stacey Abrams. Yeah. yeah, Stacey yeah. Abrams. Fair fight, Georgia. The, the first thing she did was like, give credit where credit was due. And that was, you know, that's what it was. That's what happened. Yeah. Right. Hey, Josh, I know you got a thing to do at nine, baby, if you need to jump off. I do. I do. It's been great fetching with you. (laughs) You motherfuckers. (laughs) That's what he said. uh, (laughs) All right, I'm out. Peace. If you can hear me, if you can hear me, I'm out. Hold hold on. Christian's going to sign you off. (laughs) Yeah. Good night, you motherfucker. (laughs) (sighs) Hello, dear listener. Don't forget to rate this podcast and review the show on your platform of choice. And I guess follow them on social medias. The handle's Med for Dead on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell a stranger. They'll know what you're talking about. They love reading all your comments and questions, so keep them coming. They'll enjoy them. Thanks for listening, I guess. Matt, I fucking hate you!